JD Talking Sports. It is Wednesday, January 23rd, 2019. I just watched, the Knicks were down six with a minute left. And who was, t- I think, oh, Trier was taking free throws. He made one. And then Gordon of the, Gordon from the Rockets, like, dropped the ball in. And P.J. Tucker just, like, let it sit there. And I forgot, someone, I forgot, Nick got the rebound and put it in. And they were up. They are going back and forth. And uh, they were going to tie it. They were down 112-110. And Vonaley had the ball and got, got big man, big men should not be driven the ball. Well, he got the ball taken away and freaking James Harden goes in for the, the dunk. Harden had 36 in the first half, 49 through three, finishes with 61 times Kobe for the most points ever by a visitor at MSG. I wish it was at the game. 61 tonight by the Beard and the Knicks lost 114 one ten, and you know what? I think both. I think both teams. Uh, and this, I was watching the Spurs game for a little bit. Spurs were up by four, and the freaking Sixers come back and win the game. But I think the Knicks and the Nets both won. Yeah. So the Nets won by f- one fourteen, one ten. Yeah. Eh, right. The Nets beat the Magic one fourteen, one ten, and the Knicks lost one fourteen, one ten. Trier had. Trier had 31 points for the Knicks. He had a career game. I saw Harden was 5 for 20 from threes, but 22 of 25 from the freaking from the free throw line. 61 points, 15 rebounds. The Knicks lose their seventh straight. They're 10 and 36. Rockets improved to 27 and 20. The, the Nets won their fifth in a row. They're 26 and 23. Unbelievable. Fifth straight win by the Nets. 18 and 5 their last 23. Spencer Dewey had 29. D'Angelo Russell had 25, 10 assists, 7 rebounds. Damari Cowell had 19 off the bench. They are an 18 5 run that marks their best 23 game stretch stretch since the 2005 2006 season. They also marked their 26 win in 49 games. They didn't win their 26th game until game 79 last season. So think about that. They won their 26th game in 49. They, they didn't do it until another 30 games when they finished their 28 wins. They won 7 in straight and 11 of 12 in Brooklyn after beginning 3 and 10. They're still averaging a league worse, 14, uh, 14,259. They're into the team, yeah. Nice win. Orlando fell to 20 and 28. Wow. How about that? Good win. Good freaking win. I just I just did a little run so I could hit my numbers for the day. I was watching them, some of the hangover. And, and and then last night, Serena's up 5-1, 40-30, serving for the freaking match after losing the first and wins the second. Up 5-freaking-1. She gets a footfall. Then she sprains her ankle and I... I put it on, it was 5-3, then it's 5-4-5. Five, five. She ends up losing 7-5 in, in the last set. And you know that footfall fucking pissed her off. I never saw her. I mean, she crumbled. And you could see Venus just watching like, what the fuck is going on? So she's out. And she would have played Osaka in the semis. So now it's, uh, yeah, they're playing right now. That's the, wait, that's the second match tonight. The, an American girl's playing right now. Hey, who's playing right now? Yeah, uh, Vitova's playing uh, Collins, the American, who's unseated. And then it's Pliskova who beat Serena. Yeah, that's pretty fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. And the men are going to play too. 
want to see them. Serena 5-1. Djokovic, uh, uh, Nishikori retires in the second set. Nadal is going to play uh, that Greek kid who beat Federer. Tsitsipis. Uh, Tsitsipis. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. But man, I, I never saw a play. Like, I, I guess he thought the ball landed. P.J. Tucker today in the in the Knicks game because the ball was just dropping. <laughs> and Gordon's looking at him like, what the fuck? Then he just like, look at the ball. And then he's like, look at what the fuck? And uh, uh, D'Antoni was like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, and I got new glasses that Tia helped me pick out. I like them. I don't know. I talked to Sherry tonight. She liked them, but she took a little, little while to, to respond. But I've gotten thumbs up from everybody. Train Gumbo Chef today. Great workout. Yeah, it's been a good day. I've I been up since 3.30, went to the gym at 5 o'clock this morning, trained some clients, got my glasses. Good day. Good day. Good freaking day. And I'll tell you, you know, I'm, I'm kind of jealous that T is going to Iowa because I've always wanted to go to Iowa when it's like, what, 45 below zero? Sounds like a, you know, a place I'd like to visit very in the near future. And I was listening to the Mad Dog today with the sports, uh, the Super Bowl trivia question, which I still can't get over. You get... Lodging and tickets, but no airfare. And I'm like, motherfucker, if you're gonna give me the package, give me the fucking package. I have to, pay, I have to get my, get myself down there. And with this, uh, you know, the government shutdown, is this ever gonna happen? Are they gonna ever fix this? Yeah. And uh, I, I read this about the D1 Football Oversight Committee Chairman Shane Lyons said the committee plans to consider changes to the targeting overtime rules. So the rule would separate targeting into two categories. Uh, uh, so the, the alteration of targeting rule, which has garnered support from the American Football Coaches Association, would see intentional and unintentional categories be created. Unintentional targeting would result in a 15-hour penalty, but no ejection. Intentional targeting would result in both a 15-hour penalty and ejection. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm, that I'm okay with. And I, I, I guess the overtime, they're trying to make it so it's not as long? Is that unreal? Yeah, intention, yeah. Yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. I, actually, I don't think they have to change the overtime. If they give each team the ball, I mean, I don't know. How, but th- this is the thing. I think after the third overtime, you got to go for two point conversions. So I don't think they have to. I'll tell you, the NFL should give you know each team a shot. Each team, should, I think each, each team should get a possession. If you score, the other team gets a shot. But it, I, you know, I feel like if you get the ball, the, because it's a coin flip, it's just coin flip. There's no, there's no luck. That's, I mean, it's all luck. There's no skill on that. It's all luck. I'm okay with that. And I couldn't remember the name of the goalie for the Devils yesterday. Mackenzie Blackwood. And and I was reading a thing about Gruden. You know, he's doing the... He's competing against uh, Kyle Shanahan at the Senior Bowl. They have the number two pick. And uh, the Niners have the number one pick. Right? Don't the Niners have the number one pick? I think so. Yeah, Niners have the number one pick. And so the Raiders are number two. And, you know, Gruden says, hey, I remember the, uh, you know, he's talking about Peyton, and he goes, the tuck rule. And he said, uh, the tuck game, he said, uh, he, he goes, uh, me and Peyton will have a couple hot dogs and a couple glasses of Coke here and talk about things in the future, I'm sure. And they asked me, can you go over win, uh, a loss like this? He goes, if you really want to dwell on it, you don't ever get over it. It's the last time the team will be together. It will never be the same. And I was thinking about that. It is true. Like, this group of guys will never be together again. There's sometimes a group, like when you, you go on a playoff run, especially when you win a Super Bowl, that team that wins, guys go on free agency. You can't keep all the guys. And at that team, there's something special about that team. 
And I remember with Bill Parcells, they could never take it away from you. He said, you know, they can never take it away from you. Yeah. He said, these guys fought as long and hard as they could. It will sting forever. And then I was listening to the offensive lineman uh, for the Rams. Uh, what, what the hell's his name? Rams. Rams. Shit. Jason. Oh, uh, Whitworth. Whitworth. And he was talking about, hey, you know, they got the they got the ball. Even after that penalty, they still the ball. They had they could have scored. You know, they didn't get a touchdown, but they got a field goal, and then they got the ball in overtime. Like they, they didn't. You know, you got a, you got a point there. Yeah, and I was like, you know, he's, I was talking about Gumbershop. He's from down there, and you know, he he saw the signs and everything, but he also said, hey, you know, what the game's over. And teams, you know, like the tuck rule, their games, it happens to people. You know, that the situations happen, they get they get a, a lucky call or something, it changes everything. People don't remember that. All people remember is the winners and the losers. They remember the champions. And, you know, sometimes things happen. But it's true, you know. And then the Saints uh, got the field goal, and they could have held the Rams. If they didn't, Rams went down, got a field goal, tied it, and then they went in overtime. Yeah. Oh, and he was also uh, talking about Mahomes. Mahomes, he said, uh, is on the cutting edge of different. That's for sure. I agree. And they better, you know, now they have to get a defense. And the Nets now 11-1 their last last 12 home games. It's pretty fucking good. Oh, and then I read a cool thing about Sean McFay's grandfather. He's 88 years old. John McVeigh said uh, his uh, son, his uh, grandson, Sean, who's tuning 33 tomorrow. Well, now he said he won't be awed. No, knowing him, will love the challenge. John McVeigh told the uh, told the uh, told the reporter by phone. Uh, told the, told the reporter on the phone that article I read. I guess I think he'll respond just fine. I don't have any concerns about him. About that, he will respond the way he's responded his whole career. He's one of those guys who stays up late at night and working on his game plan and gets up early in the morning. I worry about him. I've seen it with coaches that they can burn themselves out, but he's full of of a of, of he's full of command vigor. I don't think he's going to burn out for a long time. Now he was the unsung hero of the Bill uh, Walsh 49ers. He was credited with finding 50 All Pros, starting with Hall of Famers Joe Montana, Ronnie Lott, and Jerry Rice, and won five Super Bowl rings as the team's VP, Director of Football Operations. He gave one ring to each of his three sons, John, Jim, and Tim. Sean's father, and now Sean tries to prevent Belichick from winning one more ring than his grandfather did. John McVay laughed and said, I have, I have to admit, I never thought of that. And when John McVay coached at Dayton, he knew Belichick's father, Steve, who coached at Navy. He admires Bill Belichick but doesn't know him. His grandson does. And uh, he, he said about his grandson, Belichick is one of Sean McVay's heroes. We had him on the team bus and we had him at practices, so on and so forth. John McVay said, I think the fact that his uncles all play college ball and I was in the business. I think it's just something he just kind of grew into. What's amazing is that he went from playing high school football to, to Miami, Ohio, where he played the cradle of coaches. And unlike most guys, he skipped high school coaching and skipped college coaching. He went right into the pros with uh, John Gruden in 2008. And John McVay hired Gruden's father, Jimmy, as an assistant at Dayton. John Gruden returned to his, the favor years later by hiring John's grandson as assistant receivers coach when he was 22. And Sean was Jay Gruden's offensive coordinator as well. He said John is a working maniac. He said about Gruden, he constantly studies the game, and I think that's where Sean may have gotten the bug. And he said the bug only grew bigger when John McVay gave his grandson the Walsh book, The Score Takes Care of Itself, which uh, he said the book is a how-to. During his formative years, he'd read two pages before he fell asleep at night. If you want to be a coach in the NFL, read the book first. That's what I've heard about this book. 
Yeah, I've heard about this book from a lot of people. And it's hard to get copies of. So John McVeigh played center at Miami, Ohio, where Sean would play for the demanding Woody Hayes and for the demanding Ara Parsegian before coaching under Duffy Daughtry at Michigan State and as Dayton head coach, where he went 37-41, four ties, eventually replacing Bill Arnsbarger as Giants head coach in 76. He was fired following the 1978 season, which featured the fumble. Remember Pisarczyk? You know, Renan? That's a good, you know what? That's a good trivia question. Okay, that's, that's the nice trivia question. I'm going to repeat it later, but who, who returned the fumble in 78 against the Giants for the, for the, for the Eagles? Let's see if anybody knows, that, knows the answer to that one. That's a good question. And uh, John McVay said, I've trained myself to steer away from it. What's done, what's done's done. And John McVay said of his grandson, he's a student of the game. He's actually bright. He's had exposure to the right kind of people with the two Gruden coaches. He's had playing experience at the college level, and he loves the game. He said, I'll never forget the thrill of winning his first Super Bowl, 26-21 over the Bengals at the Pionic Superdome. Then they went on strike the next year. When we won the first Super Bowl, we were like, holy cow, how do we how do we do that? Nobody expected it. I was most happy for owner Eddie DeBartolo because he had given so much of his life, he and his dad, to the team to get him going in the right direction. Yeah, he's going to be there for Super Bowl Sunday. He goes, I'm sure it'll be a moment of high anxiety. How about that? I've watched him coach, and I've watched him play in high school and college, and I can watch him as he's coaching and notice that he maintains his stability. The course of the game, when it gets hairy, real hairy, it's easy then for someone to lose their composure, and he does not. He just keeps things calm, cool, and quiet. He goes, I guess the emotion of pride of the family and the pride of, the, of a grandfather. That's, that's pretty fucking cool, man. And I remember reading, you know, I mean, so Sean McVay goes from college right to pro coaching and studies on a Gruden. Then, which, I mean, listen, he's going to be just, he's going to be turning 33. Some guys were born to coach, man. He was born to coach. And they were, they were talking about Harden too. They said, uh, just in the past week and a half, James Harden scored 58 and 45 minutes at home against the Nets and 57 points in 34 minutes versus Memphis. He stopped 40 points in five of his last seven outings and 10 of his last 14. It would have been 6 and 11 and 11 and 14, but he set out the fourth quarter in Monday's blowout loss after telling 37 and 31 minutes against the Sixers. The Knicks are now 2 and 20 in their last 22, 6 and 28 in the last 34, and 10 and 36 in the Two and twenty, in the last twenty-two. That is shit. That is terrible. That is not good at all. Unbelievable. That is not fucking good. Whew. Yeah, well, he did it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And Fitzgerald's coming back next season. One year contract. 16th season for the Cardinals next season. Of course, he wants it. Listen, I, I want to see what Cliff Kingsbury can do. Oh, and I saw something called Smoked Marshmallow. I was like, oh, that's not Stacey. No, it's the new hair color. I did not know that. Yeah, and this, yeah, this autocorrect drives me crazy. You want to write a word down and put something else down, it drives you fucking crazy. And I heard this today on Mad Dog uh, Serious Radio. Mariano, Mariano Rivera faced 299 lefties in the postseason, zero home runs allowed. And, and, you know, I was talking all about that, you know, he should have got 100% because Mays never got it. Jackie Robinson never got it. Joe DiMaggio never got it. Babe Ruth never got unanimous. But then I, so my buddy Lanker sent me something on Facebook. He said, I agree that Ruth, Garrick, Williams, Mays, Ripken, etc. not getting unanimous induction is ridiculous. 
That being said, just because someone was, in both our opinions, wrong, doesn't mean that it should be continued. Perhaps this can now stop the ridiculousness, and those future members that should be unanimous that should and those future members that should be unanimous will now indeed receive all the votes. To withhold a vote merely to prevent 100 percent approval is and was petty. And I say, you know what? That is fucking good, dude. I like the way you said that. Yes, yes. And hopefully now, you know, th- these guys have a freaking bug up their asses, and it's like enough already. And, oh, I love this. So I read this about Michael K. Michael K. show on Wednesday. He shared some uh, reasons for his distaste for Mike Mussina, who went 123 and 72 over eight seasons in the Bronx as part of his 18-year major league career when he got into Cooperstown on Tuesday. Well, K. said he just pitched a great game at the stadium. He's t- he, was t- he was recalling this incident to uh, guest Trey Wingo without giving any time frame. The team was in Cleveland the next day. I wanted a three-minute interview and acted like I asked for his firstborn son. So at the end of the interview, which was very painful, 10-second pauses between questions and answers, I said, you know what, Mike? This is obviously too painful for you. I will never, ever interview again. You could pitch a perfect game, I would interview, and I never spoke to him again. Now, you know what? I, I feel like you benefited the doubt. Maybe Musina could have also been like, hey, you know what? It's just amazing that one little interview, like that was it. He never interviewed him again, Michael Kay, which I was like, dude, and he said, the fact that Mussini gets into me, that's one of the first pure analytical guys to get in because they don't care about wins. So the fact that he had 270 doesn't matter. They looked at all the other numbers, the fact that it was a steroid error. But here's my problem with Mussini getting in. Not that he's not a Hall of Famer. Who do you want starting a game to save your life? Kurt, Schilling, or Mike Mussina? So we asked Wingo. and he's, so, so Kay said I would take Schilling. Wingo said, yeah, yeah. And Schilling, a controversial name on the ballot, saw his voting percentage jump almost 10 points to 16.9%, but still fell short of the 75% needed for entry. He said, right, the same thing with Andy Pettit, same thing with David Cohn, who didn't last more than one year on the ballot. I don't understand their thinking sometime. He said, it does make me wonder, Kay said, why over years people decide to, five years ago, only 20% of the electorate picked Mike Piscina. Now it was 76%, five years later. He didn't win any more games. And that's the thing. I, I feel like, you know, they almost like, you know, they're looking for... I, I, I thought Piscina was a good pitcher. I don't think he was a phenomenal pitcher. And I know he went 270 games. But I, I don't look at him as, yeah. I definitely, if you if you need a, a win, I'm not going to him. David Cohn, yeah. Andy Pettit, yeah. Kurt Schilling, yeah. Not Mike Piscina. And Jane the Virgin... Jane the Novella, they're going to do a spinoff. It's described as a Telenova anthology series of the tradition of Jane the Virgin, where each season is based on a different fictional novel written by Jane Villanueva and narrated by the author herself. The first installment takes place at a Napa Valley vineyard where family secrets and family members don't stay buried for long. So they ordered a pilot, which I always like. Yeah, I sent Rock a picture of his future wife. This girl, I think, was married to a cop. And let me tell you, this can't be real. I mean, she is like, there's thick and then there's, yeah, just fucking, leaves me, renders me speechless. Sent to, I sent it to Rock. Rock. Rock got a good laugh out of it. Well, look, well, I don't know if he got a laugh or just, yeah, he enjoyed it. Oh, and the, uh, the well, uh, Loggins is now going to be the Jets offensive coordinator and quarterback coach. But Case Gase and Adam Gase will call plays on offense just as he did in Miami. Good. So more shitty coaches from fucking Miami. And Anthony Davis got a better report. I don't think he's going to be out two. two I read he wasn't not going to be out two to four weeks, but he has a, so a hand specialist. Yeah, Mackenzie Blackwood. I could not remember the name, and I apologize for that. I was a little all over the place yesterday. Yeah, and they were talking about how the. 
Harden having big points. Hey, the Knicks were in it. But that now we, you know we know why the Knicks are at ten and thirty sixteen. Because they're that's why they're at ten and thirty sixteen. And I, I saw this quote from uh Boogie Cousins. He said, Me and A D talk about it. It's fucked up. It could have been something great, but other people had different things in mind. Yep. Well look at hey, look at Kobe. You know, it's kinda going uh it's going well. Kobe and uh Shaq. He fucked that up. They would have won a bunch. Kind of like the freaking Cowboys with Jimmy Johnson. Fuck up a good thing. Why do you do it? And Djokovic is in the semis. He's uh, no one seed. One tournament previous six times reaching semifinals. And he's he's a he's getting up there in the in the top three category. He's going to pass Sampras. And Edelman at this uh, in the AFC Championship game. You're too old on the sideline. Clearly worked for Brady. I don't think Brady needs too much to get him. That chip is strong. Oh, man, this soccer player, Emiliano Sala, was going from... His plane vanished over the freaking English Channel, and they found... Uh, he said a desperate relative to uh, to message of uh, uh, relatives, Dad, I'm really scared. I'm on the plane. It looks like it's going to fall apart. Dad, I'm really scared. He was set to make his debut in the English Premier League playing for the struggling Cardiff City. He inked the record's $19 million contract at the club last week. He scored 12 goals this season for French club uh, FC Nantes. Man, he was traveling to Cardiff, the capital of Wales, from Nantes. That fucking sucks. That fucking sucks. And they said that they'll never find the plane because it, the uh, weather, the, the ocean... The water, yeah, they'll never find it. And it fucking sucks. And it was one of those small fucking planes. That scares the shit out of me. I was play- My crossy neighbors were killed. They were taking a tour of the Grand Canyon with their friends, and the plane went down, and they left two kids, in, two, two teenagers. And it, bam. Yeah, I'll never forget that. Oof. Oof. I took a helicopter ride on my honeymoon when I was married. That thing scared the fucking shit out of me. And Jalen Ramsey thinks Andre Hopkins is... Uh, not Andre Hopkins... What the hell's his name? God damn, I'm blanking on names today. Hopkins. 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 Texans. Oh, my God. DeAndre Hopkins. So, Jalen Ramsey says, uh, I think he's the best receiver in the NFL. He's always gives me a tough matchup, but I love that. Well, he didn't play really good in the playoff game. That's where that's where you win your your big things. I mean, you read that. So, oh, Greg Schiano, likely former Rutgers coach, former Ohio State defensive coordinator, sp- supposedly going to c- go to the Pats as a top in a top defensive role. Guess okay, good for you. I'm glad you're going to get some more work. And Spagnola, the former Giants defensive coordinator and head coach, well, interim head coach. Oh, well, he's the Rams. Uh, for defensive coordinator for the uh, Chiefs, and that's a good. I think that's a good move. I think it's a really good. Intro resigns with the Mariners. He signs a minor league deal so he can play in the opening series in Japan. Let him have you. Yeah, I, I tell you, his work ethic out of fucking control. Out of control. Beautiful. What a work ethic. You love that work ethic. Oh, and this this I love. Alex Rodriguez, A Rod, who again acknowledges past mistakes involving PDs, believes Barry Bonds. And Roger Clemens deserves to be inducted. Of course, I want them to get him because that would mean that I have an opportunity to get him one day. He's inv- eligible first; would first be eligible for the Hall induction in 2022. 
Yeah. So with 70% needed, Clement rose from 57 to 59%, and Bonds went from 56% to 59%. Both plays with three years remaining. He goes, look, I pray every day I get a chance to get in. The Hall of Fame is the ultimate place. That's what A-Rod said. He goes, if you think about Roger and Barry specifically, if you stop their career at age 33 to 34, they were, they were both first ballot, and then the noise about PD started for me. It's just a shame. I, I am certainly cheering for both of them. I like them both very much. They're both friends, and I'm in their corner. Yeah, I agree. I don't, they didn't need the fucking shit. Unbelievable. He goes, I'll take the approach that I think talking about is best. I've made a mistake. I paid huge penalties. I would love to get into the Hall of Fame, but I understand that I made my own bed. So if I don't make it to the Hall of Fame, I can live with that. I would be bummed. They would suck, and I can't believe that I put myself in the situation. But if that happens, I have no one to blame but myself. Well, yeah, that's a good fucking answer. Listen, it's not a bad answer to have. Oh, and some teams want Kemba Walker, but Charles can try to sign to a long-term deal. But he needs guys around. All these guys need plays around him. And skateboarder Corey Janot suspended six months for smoking weed. Man, skateboarding is an Olympic sport, and you cannot do drugs if you want to skate in the Olympics. I'm feeling a lot of guys are going to freaking fail their uh, drug tests. Yeah, I got my new glasses. I like I like them. I like them. I do. They're growing on me. They're growing on me a lot. Yeah, they're growing on me. Yeah, Dewell Loggins, only 38. Oh, she's a little chunky chunk. Oh, man, Victor Oladipo. Fucking, they said that you could see the knee pop out. He's going to be out the rest of the season. He was comeback player of the year. That fucking sucks. That sucks. He knows it's bad. Ugh. Oh, so the... Manny Pacquiao, Adrian Broner fight does 400,000 buys on pay-per-view. Good. Good for them. Yeah, I saw the picture of, uh, at the Laker game, Pacquiao, Pac-Man saw uh, Floyd Mayweather. That was kind of funny. That means uh, grossed about $30 million in domestic pay-per-view. Wow. And the gate will be at seven figures. Wow, so the previous, so the Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury, Fury fight on December 1st generated about 325,000 buys. So it did more than a championship fight. Oh, so they're showing the fight on Saturday beginning at 10 p.m. Wow. And that fight was the first on pay-per-view for Broner, a former four-division world titleist. Yeah, all right, so that's not bad, right? It's not bad at all. Yeah, Pac-Man still uh, draws people. Yeah. He still uh, brings, puts people in the seats. And Nets, 26 and 23. 18 and 5 run. That's awesome. That is that is great. Peter Tucker, I don't know what the fuck you were thinking. His son staying at Phoenix City Council approves $235 million arena renovation that will keep the Suns in downtown Phoenix through 2037. I don't want all these fucking teams moving, so I think that's a good thing. It's harder, man. What a game. What a freaking game. And the net, I'm gonna, yeah, the Nets, games decided by three points or less or fewer this season. Nets, 14 games, most in the NBA, and wins. Nine wins in games decided by three. I'm more impressed, man. 
49 games to get uh, 26 wins. It took him 79 last year. It's fucking sweet. Oh, and freaking Tennessee, number one, was losing to Vandy. They won in overtime. But I was like, you cannot lose this game, dude. And what would I just, did I just see Big Ben? And Melo still has the record. Oh, my God. Trace of old steroid metabolite found in John Jones UFC 232 drug test. One face additional punishment. I pray that, listen, I hope he's clean, man. That would piss me off. Steelers Big Ben talking extension. That would be kind of cool. All right. We'll see how that works out. All right. I talked about everything I wanted to talk about tonight. Brian Singer hit with new allegations. Good God. Sex with underage boys. Where the foreman have accused Singer of improper sexual behavior when they he, he's denying it. Yeah, I, and you know what? I, you know the whole Oscar thing, man. I am not excited. I'm not excited to watch any of the movies. The favorite, um, um, no, no interest. There's one with Melissa, Car- Melissa McCarthy who got nominated. I didn't, I didn't even know she got nominated. I saw Black Klans- Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody. Eh, I'll see it. Favorite, I, oh, and uh, Roma, I can't, yeah, I talked about that. Yeah. Once, I watched 20 minutes, so that was enough. But I'm not excited at all this year. I would like Spike Lee to win an award, get his first Oscar. That would be nice. Because usually guys win for the movie. They don't get it for the movie they should have, but they get it for other movies. Like, yeah, talk about Send of the Woman. You know, uh, Paul Newman got passed over all those years, and he finally won for the uh, the verdict. But all these guys get held off, held off. Look at freaking Leonardo got fucked over until finally he got an Oscar. Which, oh, I, uh, I, I was not a the Reverend, Reverend, Reverend. Oh, that movie was torture. My, everybody was, oh, it was awesome. That movie was fucking torture to watch. Torture. And I love, I love Leonardo. I, I mean, I love him. I love him. But yeah, okay. Now, trivia questions. Today's trivia question was. 83 class, you had uh, Tony Eason, uh, Blackledge, uh, Todd Blackledge, you had uh, Ken O'Brien, you had Jim Kelly, you had Marino, and you had John Elway. I said, how many Super Bowls did the six of them win? Two! Elway went two for three, two and three in Super Bowls. Marino went 0 for 1. Freaking Kelly went 0 for 4, and Eason started and didn't even finish the game. He got the shit kicked out of him in uh, the the uh, 80, uh, 85 season, 86 Super Bowl, 85 season, when they lost 46-10 at the Superdome to the Bears, the 85 Bears. So all told, two wins, and the two were by Elway. How about that? And uh, yeah, Blackledge never, Todd Blackledge never even played in a championship game, and either did uh, I don't think Ken O'Brien, yeah, Ken O'Brien never played in in a Super Bowl. All right, tonight's trivia question. So, in the in that '78 fumble, the famous that changed the Giants forever, brought it, ended up bringing in Bill Parcells. Well, brought in uh, Ray, uh, brought in Ray Perkins, which led to uh, Bill Parcells, who returned the fumble. Bill Parcells, Bill, uh, Joe Pasarczyk to uh, to uh, Zonka was passed with handoff to Zonka. What Philadelphia Eagle returned the fumble for a touchdown? Okay, what what Eagle returned the fumble 
the fumble in the in that game of 78 for the touchdown. All right? Folks, have a good night. I'm going to bed. Peace out.